everyone. This is Chris Bodie. I'm your host on the Becoming a Great Dad podcast. I hope everyone and their families uh, have been keeping safe during this time. Um, really want to thank everyone who has been listening to the show. I've got some great feedback. Um, and it's great to hear that dads are actually getting things out of this show. So thank y'all. Again, appreciate that. So uh, this is episode three, and we're going to be talking about setting the culture in your family. Now, I first had my encounter just with the word culture on my job. Um, And I had been places that had kind of talked about culture, you know, before. uh, But this new place really kind of, I think, raised the bar. You know, they talked about their core values and their vision and how we treat each other. But the difference is that they, you know, they really acted and lived that. You know, for for me, when I heard the word culture, and maybe as many of y'all too, I always associated that, you know, like with companies, but that got me thinking about culture inside our family units and just how we can be more intentional in setting them. So what is a family's culture? Well, in short, in the way I kind of looked at it, because I looked at a bunch of different definitions, I was like, how can I make this easy? Um, I kind of summarized it to that culture is a way that a group of people think, feel, judge, and act. Um, And it kind of go a little more in depth. It's a roadmap that encompasses, you know, your family's values, your morals, how we solve problems, how we handle conflict, what you believe in, and how we treat each other in the house, and also how we treat people outside our family. And now the best part about this, you know, and just, you know, in, in my reading was I learned that a family's culture can either be set by design or by default. Now, what do I mean by that? You know, design or default? Well, you know, you can be intentional about, for example, your family's culture, and you can be intentional about, you know, setting out a culture where everyone can flourish. And if you don't, your family will still have some kind of culture, but it'll just be by default. And as parents, I think we all, you know, in some sense, want to impart something on our kids, right? We all want to impart some kind of wisdom and morals. Uh, we all want them to bond with either their siblings and us. Um, but as the years go by, if we think, again, that stuff will just happen because we live together, I think we will find out, um, you know, that is culture by default and they'll grow up and people will be strangers and you'll be like, hey, who is this kid? You know, so let's talk about an actual example. I know I'm a visual learner. I think the one the one thing about podcasts is that you don't have the visual aspect of it. So I always try to give you guys an example of what I mean. OK, so we can relate it. Um, but let's talk about an example of culture by default and then culture by design. So as y'all know, we have two uh, young kids. Uh, we have Emmanuel, who's seven, and then uh, Bina, who's two. Um, and even though there is a five-year age difference, these two are BFFs. <laughs> um, they wake up every day. Emmanuel gets her out the bed. They play together. But as anybody will know who has two young kids, they can go from being uh, well, from being BFFs to one second to being frenemies. 
Um, now, Bina has a small toy car. You know, that's the size car for a two-year-old. And sometimes Emmanuel will just hop on the car and he will just ride around the house full-fledged, right? And what happens is Bina will see him and she will yell at him, hey, get off my car. And he'll yell back, all right, look, I was just playing with it. So this is a great example because my wife will tell you this conflict happens every single day. If it's not the car, it's an iPad or cookies. It's it's something, y'all. Okay. But I talked about earlier that part of our family culture can even be how we deal with conflict. Now, I personally have dealt with the situation one of two ways. I'll be honest, I sometimes don't do it the correct way. Um, but this is an example of a family culture by default, right? When that happens, I'll yell, hey, Emmanuel, get off the car, give it back to your sister, leave her stuff alone. And that's it. Now just walk away, right? Um, and here's the thing. I did not address a couple things. One, I didn't address the fact that Beanie yelled at him, okay? I didn't address the fact that he yelled back at her. I also didn't address, hey, kids, here's how you handle other people's stuff. Now, that's an example of a culture by default. I kind of on autopilot just turned, fussed at them, broke it up, didn't explain anything, didn't actually resolve any kind of conflict, really. Right now, let's talk about culture by design. Now, part of my family's culture is okay. Well, you know, number one, we don't yell at each other if there's conflict, and number two, we make sure we ask someone to use their stuff, and if they say no, we respect their decision. So, I could have turned to Bina and said, Hey, Bina, if your brother is doing something you don't like. Or has your toy, do not yell at him. Simply ask him politely. And I could have turned to Emmanuel and said, son, look, if your sister yells at you, you don't yell back. Right? You are the older sibling. So you so you yelling back at her is teaching her that that's the right way to communicate. I also could have talked to them about asking to play with somebody else's toys before you start playing with them. Now, let me stop here and say yes, right? They are two and they are seven, but I will say my two-year-old has great understanding. Her name, Bina, actually means understanding. My seven-year-old, he's definitely old enough to know right and wrong and the two. But again, this is an example of how, by design, I can explain to my children. Now, you definitely don't want to say, hey, kids, I'm going to take the... uh, or the family culture book. No, no, no. Kids are going to be like, what? What are you saying, dad? Right, you know? But you definitely want to look for opportunities and situations. Most time, it'll come through conflict, but it could come some other time. But you definitely want to find ways that you can say, hey, listen, this is in our family. This is how we do things. And here's my expectation of how you handle this, Right? And over time, if you explain that enough, and I know sometimes you think, oh, kids didn't listen to us, but trust me, they are, right? When you think they are not listening, they are soaking up 
everything you do and everything you say and also things you don't say like a sponge. But this is a great example of how we can be intentional about what our culture is. And as dads, we have to be the ones to, number one, put that roadmap down and then be intentional about teaching the family what culture is. So we talked about family culture, what it is, and I gave you some examples. Um, I think the I think the biggest and the most blaring question is, okay, Chris, that sounds great. That's wonderful. But how do I actually create a family culture? Like, what should I get a piece of paper and sit down? Like, should I read a book? Like, how do I make my family culture, you know, and take that one example, but then make it flourish in everything we do. Well, um, for us, I know we have different ways of doing it, but I kind of did some research on it and kind of graphed it down into three areas. And then I kind of I self-checked this with my family, and it made total sense because we do these things without even thinking about it. So what these are are three pillars of family culture, right? What are the, 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 the three things that I need to, so I can start building my family culture? You ready? Here they are. All right, those things are one, values, two, norms, and three, rituals slash traditions. Now, Let's go through each one of these. And again, right, I'll kind of give you the definition, my definition, and then also an example so you can kind of visually get that picture. All right. So the first one, values. Um, your values are your foundation of your family culture. You know, the, the values give the family kind of an overarching purpose and it guides each family member on how they should behave, right? Um, you know, positive family values can include things like, you know, being kind, um, supporting each other, respect, sacrifice, hard work, having fun, and being of service. Um, I'll give you one good example. So out of that list of things, right, the majority of those items I think are values our family has. But one of them that we do very well is mutual support. And this is something my wife and I, she has done since day one with the kids and each other. But we always look for ways to celebrate one another, no matter how big or small. You know, we, you know, we've given end of year certificates for getting good grades. You know, we've even given them certificates for being a good brother and a good sister. Um, Birthdays, graduations, sporting events. My wife and I, we do the most. Um, our two-year-old, Bina, so I think this was maybe like a month or two back, she used a potty for the first time, right? And I text my wife, hey, babe, Bina went to the potty. She went out, got a tiny cake, right? Our oldest heaven was out with friends. She rushed home and... We all basically had a celebration with this tiny cake to crown her achievement. And we sung a potty song of her going to the potty for the first time. And we want our kids to 
to not only see those things, but we want them to see them in action. We want them to know, listen, like you may not always be celebrated in the world, but your family, right? The, 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 the six of us, we will always celebrate, but we're going to always support, mutually support one another. Again, no matter how small or big that is. So just think about when these kids are older, when they're 30, 40, and they're going through some life struggle or things, or they just do something that they seem small and they have their sibling who is there to just really pump them up, you know? Um, but that's a good example of, of, you know, how we put that value into actual practice. The other one is norm, and that's in. O-R-M, like normal, but just norms. And um, so a norm is is kind of a rule that's either spoken or unspoken. <laughs> and every family kind of has either rules that are spoken or that are unspoken on how things operate. So I'll give you a great example. Um, and this kind of comes from one of our values. Um, maybe it's kindness or maybe I don't know which one it is. It could be respect. Um, and this is a value or this is a norm, really, that I kind of took from the military and applied it to my family. But the norm is that and this is really an unspoken rule, right, is that the that the higher ranking person. Right. OK. And in, in, in this military side, the higher ranking person always makes sure the lower ranking person is taken care of first. So my family setting, what that means is that if something's going on, the oldest person or the oldest sibling always makes sure that the younger person or youngest sibling is taken care of first. Right. It's basically, uh, you know, I'm my brother's or sister's keeper kind of thing. Now, how does that work in action? Well, at the times that you know, we all do sit and eat dinner together, or sometimes we all don't sit down, right? Sometimes it may be half the family. Um, what will normally happen is my wife, like if she's making dinner, um, she'll make the kids plates, right? And serve them, or if it's me, I'll serve them. But the youngest person, which is normally Bina, always gets served first. Followed then by Emmanuel, who's seven, and then Chris, who's 14 and then heaven who's 21 or sometimes for example if it's just let's say me chris and emmanuel and chris is getting a drink right he'll make a drink for emmanuel first give it to him then make his own drink right so this is a norm and this is and this is an unspoken rule in the house and this is unspoken because i've never i've never ever told the kids hey give so-and-so first I've done it to them and they've seen me do it long enough to where now they do it and don't even think about it. So, so, so that's a great example of kind of, of, of that unspoken norm. But again, that norm is an unspoken rule that ties back into a value, something that we actually do. And then the, the third thing is rituals and traditions. Now, this one is a really big one for my family. Um, I think this is probably my favorite pillar because we have a lot of family traditions. And keep in mind, right, we have a blended family. And um, 
I think traditions and rituals are a great way to create memories. Uh, years ago, when we first got married and we kind of all moved under one house, all of a sudden, so we had this thing where my son now had a new brother and sister. Heaven, who was the oldest, now had a new brother, um, you know, that she really wasn't familiar with. And it was kind of my job to figure out, hey, how do I bring us all together? Not in this kind of fake TV way, okay, but in an organic way that, you know, they would really bond together. And one way I thought that we can do this is that we really have to have what's called a shared experience together, right? It can't be forced. I can't say, hey, heaven, go sit and play with your brother, your sister, and you guys are just buying. No, right? It has to be a shared experience. And these shared experiences, they normally come through because of some kind of ritual or tradition. So let's talk about example, okay? Um, every year, we normally take a family trip, right? That's our family tradition. And uh, one year, um, and this was before Bina, so it was, you know, me, Toya, Heaven, Chris, and Tato. Um, we went to a water park. Now, first of all, let me kind of paint the picture for you. First of all, the line was super long. It was hot outside. We finally got in the park and it was super crowded. We had to kind of stuff everything in lockers. We all kind of split off and went our own way. Coincidentally, we all kind of found each other and we all kind of wound up riding some rides together. Um, my wife lost her shoe on this kind of big water park thing. Uh, so, so at the time, Emmanuel, who was a baby at the time, he kind of went crazy in the baby water park area. The bathrooms were horrible because the floor was disgusting. Uh, I remember leaving the water park thinking, oh, my God, I spent all this money. <laughs> the kids had a horrible time. And do you know what was the highlight of of that of that family trip the highlight actually was the water park and that water park experience and just the family tradition of us going on family trips over the years have brought us closer together um we still tell the story about how Toya lost the shoe <laughs> um we still laugh at how Emmanuel was in a baby park because he couldn't at the time talk fully and he would just kind of yell at us and we imagine he was cursing us out in baby language. Um, Heaven and Chris talk about how crazy the rides were. Heaven always brings up the bathroom, right? Um, you know, and we got a whole bunch of other like at, at Christmas time, we have a special ornament called uh, the Christmas pickle, which is it, it was a basically it's an ornament in the shape of a pickle. My wife hides it in the Christmas tree and the first one to find the pickle on Christmas morning is the first person to open the presents. Listen, I know it's a, it, it, it sounds stupid, <laughs> but again, we have done this so long that the kids have now gone to, all right, I want to find a pickle, you know, um, um, even during this time, like of COVID, um, I think we have started a new tradition where like every night on Friday nights, uh, mostly uh, uh, myself and the boys would have movie night and we just pick a good movie on Friday nights and we get a bunch of snacks and we just hang out. So again, you know, when I'm talking about 
traditions and rituals, these are things that either A, you guys do now, or if you don't have any, again, you, you can always implement um, new traditions. Keep in mind, and one thing I learned the hard way is that these traditions have to be organic. You know, they have to work for your family and for your kids. You have to know your kids. So like, I'll give you a prime example. If, if, if one tradition was that, you know, like, oh, I'm gonna take my family to the beach every year. Well, for us, that's not going to work, right? Because why? Well, um, heaven doesn't like getting ashy, like, ashy at the beach and once she gets ashy that's it she's done for the day right uh emmanuel does not really do well with sand um the heat that's not a thing for toya and bina so that would be something that wouldn't work for our family now what would work for them and we've done this if we get a hotel and airbnb and we kind of hang out there's a pool right we can kind of get uber eats something that's kind of laid back and chill that works perfectly for them. Or even sometimes, and because we have a large family, sometimes you may have to even split up traditions, right? Sometimes there are things that just the girls do or just the boys do or just Chris and I do or Chris has to do. Again, you know, well, we're still kind of having that bonding time, but we, but you have to make sure it works for your family. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, my name is Chris Bodie, and I'm your host on Becoming a Great Dad podcast. I'm so excited to announce our new merchandise line called The Great Dad Society. The Great Dad Society is a signature collection of t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats, mugs, and mores. And this is all made for dads. This is apparel that any father would love to have, and it makes a great gift for the dad in your life. Feel free to check it out on my site, chrisabody.com slash store. That's C-H-R-I-S-A-B-O-U-D-Y dot com slash S-T-O-R-E. Again, that's the Great Dad Society Collection. Check it out today. Hi, my name is Chris Bodie, and I'm your host on Becoming a Great Dad podcast. I'm so excited to announce our new merchandise line called The Great Dad Society. The Great Dad Society is a signature collection of t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats, mugs, and mores. And this is all made for dads. This is apparel that any father would love to have, and it makes a great gift for the dad in your life. Feel free to check it out on my site, chrisabody.com slash store that's c-h-r-i-s a-b-o-u-d-y dot com slash s-t-o-r-e again that's the great dad society collection check it out today so let's talk about our action item or our homework so you know i always tell you that at the end of every podcast i want to give you some kind of takeaway some kind of actionable challenge for you to work on until the next podcast, all right? So if you want to start working on and crafting your family culture, here is your quote-unquote homework. Um, I would encourage you to sit down, and if you have a significant other, right, do not try to create this roadmap or this culture by yourself. 
you definitely want to get feedback from someone else um, who is with you in the family, right? Sit down and and then first, you know, first write down values, norms, and traditions, okay? And just at a high level, list out some of those things are. But at the end, ask yourself these questions. What vision do I want for this family? How do I want us to treat each other? How do I want the kids and the family to treat other people who are non-family members, right? People out in the community, you know, cousins, teachers, things like that. Um, what are some of the core values that I want to instill in my kids? What are some of the traditions that we already do? And what are some of the traditions that we can create? Remember, they got to be organic. Um, what are some of the norms that we do, whether they're rules that are written or unwritten? And how can we put them into practice? Actually write down your values, write down your norms, write down your traditions. And this is going to be the beginning of setting a good family culture, right? And then in other episodes, we're really going to dive deep because again, this is just like the surface of it. We're really going to talk about some other things that tie into family culture. Um, For example, how to set a family mission and vision statement. Okay. Um, as a dad, how to plan and lead a family meeting. And then we're going to talk about kind of more in depth, the importance of family traditions and why we need it and why they're in place. So we are at the end of the, uh, of the podcast. I want to thank you all for listening. Um, thank you all for taking the time again, please check out the website, becoming a great um, that will have all the episodes listed, share, on Twitter, social media. Hey, and drop me a message. I'm I I um on the site you can leave me a comment or if you go to the actual podcast profile, you can leave me an actual voice message. Um, I would love to start including some voice memos into the podcast as well too. Um and before I end out, let me give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to my daughter Heaven. Um, I am not the only one in the family with a podcast. She actually already has a podcast uh, and it is called uh, Flower Petals. So if you look on and I believe, you know, she's on all the major um, all the major outfits. Actually, let me and hold on one second. I'm going to I'm going to look it up right now as I talk. I'm, I'm going to type on the keyboard. See, look, type, type, type. Wait, 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 let me get some actual typing effects. Y'all hear that? I'm typing. All right, cool. All right, so um, so if you go to her website, which is Flower with Power, and let me spell it for you, that's F-L-O-W-A-W-I-T-P-O-W-A.com. Um, if you go there, that's her website, um, and you can click on the podcast link in the header. That should take you right to Apple Podcasts, and you will see the Flower Petals Podcast. Um I love it. I'm encouraging her to keep up with the podcast. She's had, she has two episodes. Uh, they are great. Her podcast is about lifestyle, fashion, motivation, beauty. Um, as a guy, I listen to it and I get something. I mean, she really has words of wisdom for everybody. So I encourage everybody to check her podcast out, listen to it and give her a shout out. But again, thank you for listening. 
This is uh, Becoming a Great Dad Podcast with Chris Bodie. And uh, until next time.